This is not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse, and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons, the relationships, the wins, and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that, and so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Okay, this is a little departure, second win from what I would normally do. But considering the circumstances of what our world is seeing right now, I have the privilege of knowing this fabulous young lady. Her name is Oksana Kornyat. And she came into my life through dating my semi-adopted son, John Smith. They were dating up at Hudson University, or down, I guess, down from Georgia. She grew up in New Jersey, but both her parents are from Ukraine. She lived a few years in Ukraine with her brother, and they go back every summer. All of her family is in Ukraine. And right now, in, what is it, March 3rd, 2022, Russia is invading Ukraine, and we've been watching this unfold for, what, nine days now? Something like that, nine days now. I don't know if it's because I'm in my second wind, but I'll tell you what, it's hard for me to think about my everyday drama and dilemmas or decisions or even just being out in my pasture with all the animals, feeling I'm grateful, but my heart is very heavy knowing what's going on. And maybe it's because I know you, Oksana, and you came over for Christmas one year and I have some of the uh, Ukraine cool things that you brought. Yeah, the, uh, the plates, the handmade plates. So maybe it's because I've been touched by you and what a wonderful young woman you are and how smart and intelligent you are and well-spoken. And I reached out to you. I know you work a ton of hours. You've also been in Washington, D.C. protesting and sharing on Instagram all of the images and things that you're getting and I said, you know what? I can't be the only one wanting to hear from someone who knows intimately, you know, what it's all about and what's going on. And I'd love to get your perspective. So first, welcome, Oksana, and thank you for making time for me today. Thank you for having me and wanting to spread the word and support of what's going on. Yeah, my family is... Most of my family is still in Ukraine. Both of my aunts and my dad's side, my dad's sisters are live in the capital. However, one of them has moved to Ternopolsko uh, Oblast, which is uh, Ternopil. It's more on the western side. Um, that's where she is now with her son and my other cousin. However, my one aunt is still in the capital. She's still there and she is doing her part in everything that she can. And it's scary. Uh, my grandparents, my mom's parents, they are in Lviv, which I mean, still a major city, but it's, you know, further away from where the, the, the main attacks are like on the borders. 
but, for hot spots. Yeah, but still, you know, still scary. Oh my gosh. So tell me, so did you grow up with a sense that Russia was always a threat for Ukraine? Because now all this stuff's coming out, you know, about Obama, yeah. Clinton, and Trump, and who did what. And since I was, I mean, I don't know, I could say probably like nine, since I could fully understand or a majority of what had happened, I always viewed them as some sort of a threat because they were always more powerful and bigger. And throughout history, they have invaded and taken over our land and culture and heritage, and they've just tried to destroy us. So, I mean, a lot of Ukrainians don't agree with me, but I have viewed them as a threat. And I can honestly say that many Ukrainians do agree with me and many don't. But what would be the point of someone not agreeing who is from Ukraine? Well, because not all Russians have this mentality. Not all Russians agree with with everything that's happened. However, they haven't done anything to help. They haven't, you know, they're they haven't I feel like if you truly don't agree with something or if you want to make change, you take it upon yourself to make that change. You don't just sit back and you know, blame it on the country or that on or on your on just your president. I don't know. I think that it's it's definitely Putin, of course. However, the people that don't support him are not doing enough. Mm, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what can you give me someone who has had blinders on to world issues? What what is happening? Why is this happening? Well, why is this happening? Because as I I mean, part of it is that he's always wanted to destroy Ukrainian culture, our how united we are, everything that makes us Ukrainian, essentially. On top of that, Ukraine opens up the borders to the rest of Europe. So it Hypothetically, if he were to take over Ukraine, he would have access to all the borders. And we border seven countries. Yeah. So that's major. Plus the fact of the pipelines that run through Ukraine. So Russia as a country doesn't have really anything. They don't really have. They're just powerful. But resources and that kind of stuff, they are a very poor country, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. But most of the resources come from Ukraine and other countries. Yeah, so they don't have really much, which is a part another reason why they want to take over. And there's a little bit you have, if I understand it right, Ukraine is somewhat democratic in their yeah. approach, which is not really Putin's language. No, no, not at all. Right. So tell me about how you found out what was going on. Did someone from your family reach out to you all or did you hear it on the news? And how did this all come down for you to be so aware? The war has been going on for about eight years. Russia invaded eight years ago, like technically speaking. 
However, eight years, it wasn't as, I guess, as severe as it is. It, it, it became in the past week. And that's why in the past week, the world has opened its eyes. I found out about it because, I mean, we read like Ukrainian news and, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. And we kept hearing that, you know, he's getting ready. He's getting ready. He's getting ready to really like start violent, like violently invading. Like, yeah, violently uh, taking a violent approach. And then it happened. It happened. It was 5 a.m. there at Ukrainian time. It was like 1130 here because there's a seven hour time difference. From that point on, it went full throttle. Oh, my gosh. So what are you feeling? What is what are you seeing? What are you being told? Are you in touch with people from Ukraine now? Yeah, so I I talk to my grandparents, my family as much as I can. I mean, with the time difference, I can only really talk to them um, in the afternoon, like morning afternoon. But they're doing, you know, as best as they can. I mean, at first it was very, very scary, especially since, you know, my aunts and their families were still in the capital when everything happened. Yeah, that was scary, but... Uh, I don't know. The only thing that I can really do is just hope and pray and for it to be over soon. Oh my gosh. So what are you hearing? I know that you've you've been really diligent posting on social media and stuff. What what's happening? In, like when you are thinking about what's going on over there, what it, what are you thinking about? I mean, there's people that are just dying for living in the country that's that's theirs people that are just going about their lives are just being blown up orphanages are being bombed hospitals are being bombed newborn babies that are supposed to be in the NICU because they're they're premature are in they're not even bunkers they're just like underground like subway tunnels and they're being wrapped in blankets People are living right now in subway tunnels as, you know, to stay safe. How are people eating and drinking? Like, how are people meeting their basic needs? Do you even know? There's people that are going. uh, My one cousin, actually, um, he's in Lviv. And him and his wife have been um, collecting supplies, food. They go out on, like, like, runs. And they pick up everything and then they drop it off in certain locations throughout um, throughout the city for people. So that has to be so dangerous. Oh, my. Yeah. Because Russia is trying to take over. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not it's a, there's a war going on. So, you know, there's there's people, elderly and children that aren't able to do anything. So the people that are are, you know, doing their best to compensate for that and you know do as much as they can oh my gosh it's un- yeah. unfathomable you just told me when we got on that children were being arrested yeah there were children that got arrested uh, i think it was between the ages of eight and 12 with their moms they were they were holding anti-war signs to stop the war just signs peacefully just 
you know, getting just peacefully protesting and um, they got arrested and were brought to the police station and they were told, the moms were told that they will take their kids away and put them into permanent care. Oh my God. Yeah. So let's look at this from two ways because there there will be people who will say, well, geez, obviously Russia's going to win this battle and why is that so bad? What would you say to that? I personally don't think that that's true because if that were the case, like we would have, if that was the case, they would have already like fully invaded and taken over. That's my opinion on it. But I think because of our president, we haven't had a leader like that. I don't think ever. He's staying there. He's there. He's there on the front lines, like in fully in gear, rifle in hand. He is fighting. And that is what a leader is supposed to be doing. He's not going anywhere. And he basically said on national television that we're not going anywhere. We're not going to lay down and just let you come and take over. Like, we're going to fight. And it was actually reported that about 80,000 Ukrainians from all over the world have come to Ukraine to fight. Oh, my gosh. So it's not going to be as easy as it was throughout history. It's not going to be that easy this, this time. It's so surreal. How do you, how are you dealing with this? I mean, honestly, I just, I just stay as busy as I can because if I don't, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, lose it sad all the time. And that's not benefiting anybody. I keep myself busy with work, with informing everybody on social media and in my everyday life i go to protests and rallies that's how i stay sane i guess through Mm -hmm. this because it's hard being thousands of miles away when my whole family is overseas and there's you know only so much that you can do from here but it counts for something it 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 does it really, really does. We've been, all the churches, all the Ukrainian churches around me have been collecting like hundreds and hundreds of boxes of medical supplies, uh, supplies for babies, um, just every, like every, like every like basic need that they could possibly need out there. And they're being shipped there. So- How are they getting there? So that's my concern, like just sitting on the outside looking in, how are they going to get these supplies to them? if? So there's uh, parcel like companies that you can ship whatever you need to ship, like mm-hmm. like medical supplies and whatnot. And they there's a, there's various locations in Ukraine that they that they get to. It's like regular shipping, but they so it, far it, they can still get there. Is that yeah the idea? yeah yeah? It's still it's still getting there. Yeah, because it it goes through a Ukrainian um that some that people have created like you uh, Ukrainian I guess routes from america it's happening all over the world unbelievable my heart just breaks well answer this for me and for whoever else is curious if russian were to win and i hope they don't what would that do to ukraine what do you can you imagine what that would do 
there will be no Ukraine. No Ukraine. If Russia wins this war, there will be no Ukraine. But if Russia stops fighting a war that is just not necessary, then everything will just stop. It's kind of hoping. But unfortunately, is that's the case. Oh my gosh, Oksana. If there was uh, something you wanted people to know about Ukraine people, about your family, about what you love most about Ukraine, what would that be? Every Ukrainian that I know is proud to be Ukrainian. And that's probably the second thing that comes out of all of our mouths. Hi, my name is Oksana. Yes, I'm Ukrainian. That's normally what comes out of my mouth because people ask me, oh, where are you from? And I say, I'm Ukrainian. And that's most Ukrainians that I know. That's the second thing that comes out of our mouths. And that is what makes us us. We're just so united. And no matter where we are, we find other Ukrainians and it's as if like we've known each other for decades. Oh, wow. And that's how we all are. And that's why we will win this war. Oh, I love that, Oksana. What is Ukraine like to live in? It's beautiful. It's a beautiful country with so much history and culture and Everywhere you go, different parts of the country are different, like um, Karpaty, which are the Carpathian Mountains. It's, you know, the mountainside. It's gorgeous, beautiful. There's forests and, and it's, it's gorgeous. Then where my mom's from, um, it's Viv. It's a city that has so much history and so much beautiful architecture. There's, there's so much to, uh, to do there. And then where my dad's family is from, which is Trinopisko Oblast, everybody's just together. There's just, he's from the countryside. So mm -hmm. there's kind of like, yeah, kind of like where you live, he, you know, had pigs and he grew up with chickens and ate like fields of corn and a garden and all of that. Yeah. So there's so many various parts of Ukraine that are all different and all beautiful and it's just being destroyed right now by a psychotic man. And do you all worry about your safety? I mean, we're here, so not really, to be honest. Not really, but I mean, who knows? Who knows what could happen? You know, we go to these rallies and They've never been violent, but you never know. You have right. to be aware of everything. Do you think anybody in your family, are, are they even able to get out if they wanted to? I'm sure they could get out if they, depending on where they are, but they don't, they don't want to. Really? They don't want to, no. That's so brave. That's so brave. Yeah, they don't they don't want to go. It's their home. They don't want to they're not they're not going to leave and then, you know, possibly never come back. Yeah, that's one of those things like when I'm sitting and I'm doing whatever I'm doing, I'm like so if I look around and I see a bomb go off, 
in the distance, do I run? Do I stay? Do I give up what I've worked for? And I'm sure it's the same way. And it, it's just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like until it actually happens to you, I feel like there's, there's no way of knowing. There's, there's, no, way there's no way of knowing at all. Because, I mean, you can't, you, you, you can't plan accordingly in situations like, like these, unfortunately. Right. What can we do? Like someone like me who's just sitting here going, ah, I feel like I need to do something. I mean, take out Putin, but I, I personally can't do that. But if I could, I would. But what do we, what can we do who are sitting here watching this? Definitely just spreading awareness to everybody that you know and getting the information out there of what's going on. And people that are able to donate, it doesn't have to be money. It can be medical supplies. It can be baby formula, like stuff like that. Just things that they need. There's also uh, Amazon links where you can purchase army gear for the Ukrainian army that will be given to them, like helmets and... um, yeah, like armor and like stuff like that. So yeah, I have the links all on my Instagram as well for all of that. And just okay. attending rallies, I guess, if there are any by you. It's just getting the word out and and, yeah. and the prayers. Yeah. Just and just not being ignorant because this affects everyone. And what that's what people don't understand is that this affects everyone. This doesn't just affect Ukraine. This affects the whole world because if he's able to get into Ukraine, that opens up, you know, you know, that opens up a lot of possibilities for him, for Russia. Mm-hmm. To take over. Yeah. It's incredible that we're in the, we're 2022 and we're actually watching an actual war like this happen. Yep. Or when we when we're supposed to be so evolved. Yep. And and we're all worried about finding our our second wind and our best self and and bringing awareness and and expanding our lives and this is happening. Yep. And and many many Russian people think that or at least many of the Russian soldiers that were, you know, fighting for for Russia Many of them have been interviewed and they were saying that they didn't know that they were coming to Ukraine to invade. They thought that we were going to be welcoming them with open arms, which they were so brainwashed that in their minds, they thought that we were going to be peacefully welcoming them because that's what their president had told them. Yeah. Well, many of them, there's been texts that have been translated between sons and their mothers and fathers that are saying, like, we're just killing people, like these peaceful people that aren't doing anything. Like we have, we have orders to kill them. And I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, they're like, we don't, we thought that this was, we were helping these people and that we were getting rid of like bad people and we're not, we're killing citizens. We're killing peaceful 
families that are just living their lives. So, so do you think any of these soldiers are able or have been defecting? And Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, there's been, yeah, there's been many of them that have been, that have surrendered to the Ukrainian army and were given like fresh clothes, food, a phone to call their their family in Russia and explain what was going on. Any of them that have defected and it was in Russia, I, you know, I don't think they're alive. Oh my God. Oh my God. Because that's, you don't go against the government in, in Russia. That's Yeah, they probably can't go back now, right? No, that's, yeah, no, they're, no, that's against the law to say anything wow. to the government or the right place thing. Oh my God. It's unfathomable. It's, it really is. Yep. Oh my gosh, girl. Well, you've been on my mind and I, I thank you for your time. I just, I just felt like I needed to get something out there because just sitting there doing nothing wasn't working for me. Yeah. And you're doing everything you can. And I'm like, well, I have this platform. Let's see, you know, let's see. So thank you so much. And I'm going to get all the links off your Instagram. Anything you want to leave us with, girl? Just please, please spread the awareness and prayers. Do as much as you can, because just sitting and not doing anything is is not helping anybody. Mm -mm. So that's all I ask. Well, I love you, Oksana, and thank you so much for sharing. Sharing, it's so important. Until next time, breathe in your second wind. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think, and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.